and it really kind of changed my game. And I was going from a one to $3 million a year agent up to a six to $10 million a year agent up to a 12 to 15, working my sphere of influence and not buying leads. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. Each episode, we bring you the interviews with real estate insiders from all across the country and from all levels of experience. Our goal is for you to be inspired by your fellow agents and learn something that you can use to grow your business. Now, before we get into today's interview, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen to podcast. You can find us on everything from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Also, as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notifications each time we drop a new episode. Today's episode is all about how you can grow your referral business. Chad Bishop is an agent based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he blew up his business when he decided to focus on growing his referral base. Chad talked all about his system and gave practical tips that any agent can use to stay top of mind with their sphere of influence. Just to kind of get started, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're at, and how long you've been in business? Yeah, so it's actually a fun story how I got, got back into real estate. So I started off in multifamily sales with a company called Marcus and Millichap. Mm-hmm. And then I, my dad needed some help with his business, so I became a traveling shoe salesman. Mm-hmm. For I was on the road 300 days a year. They bought inventory not knowing if they could sell it or not. And they had almost $800,000 worth of inventory within about two and a half years, we were able to get that to almost a $5 million worth of a profit business. And I met my girlfriend at the time and wanted to propose to her. And my father-in-law put his arm around me and said, Chad, I love you like a son, but I can take care of my daughter financially. I need someone that can support her emotionally. (laughs) And I got out of the shoe business, gave my dad time and got back into real estate. And I worked with one firm and started growing. And I think I outpassed my mentor at the time. And I'm like, why am I making this? And he's making this when I'm doing four sales to everyone he does. And then I moved to another company. So that was back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And then I joined another company where I learned who Brian Buffini was. Mm -hmm. And Brian Buffini taught me the art of not being a bumblebee. Because in my first company, I would throw $1,000 of this marketing, $1,000 of this marketing, $2,000 of this marketing. Ooh, online leads are fantastic. Let me try as many sites as possible. And I have $7,000 a month going out to on, online leads, and I'm converting 12%, and I think I'm killing the world. And then I learned who Brian Buffini was, and I'm spending $5 a lead to people I know and getting them ketchup, mustard, and relish just being in front of them. And it really kind of changed my game. And I was going from a one to $3 million a year agent up to a six to $10 million a year agent up to a 12 to 15, working my sphere of influence and not buying leads. Right, right. And I think, you know, a lot of the people that I've talked to, when you talk, the successful ones are the ones that have like a laser, have a focus on things and not that what you call the bumblebee attitude. Yeah. And uh, just tell me about what it was like when that, um, that kind of light switched on for you that, you know, I really need to focus on the people that I know and build that referral base. Well, I was realizing that every lead that I was 
get converting was almost costing me five, $600. You know, they say it's only that amount a month, but you have to convert them. And when I'm talking to Mike Smith and they're buying a $200,000 house and it literally cost me my commission to get them as a lead. And then really not realizing that I have to convert that person into two more deals. I was just a transactional agent. Hmm. And then when I realized that if I talk to people that if I can be their person of influence and be at the top of their mind, it was costing me five to $20 a lead going through my sphere of influence. And then I get two more deals from them because they were happy with what I was doing and I wasn't asking. So once I learned to ask and not be afraid of my profession, at the time it was a job, but learning that I was a professional and it was a career and don't be afraid to tell people that it's a profession and you're helping them. You're not a doctor, but you're literally helping them with the biggest purchase they're looking to buy or sell and explaining that you can walk them through the process and you're dealing with people when they're the most frustrated. They're trying to get a hold of a lender. The lender is not giving them the full story. Why isn't the title company giving me the, the numbers to close? And then they're calling you yelling and then you just have to make sure you work them through. So it's really, when I learned that it's easier to work with friends and family and referrals, it really just kind of was like a lights off. Like a great story today, I was, before we spoke, I was talking to my coach and I had to push that call back five minutes because I got a call from someone that said, hey, Chad, is this still your phone number? I'm like, hey, Alana, it is. <laughs> Alana was a friend from college in 2000 and saw on Facebook that I had just closed on a condo in Hollywood and her parents were not happy with their agent because she wasn't communicating with them. <laughs> and I was sphere of influence through seeing me on social media and I got an $800,000 listing. It's awesome. No, it's, I didn't have to go, didn't have to go on a listing presentation. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, what, so when you, how do you work your sphere of influence? You, obviously you said, you know, social media, putting a previous listing on there. What do you do to kind of get yourself out there that way? So before COVID and then after COVID, I'll kind of give both. Yeah. So I do calls, notes, and Popeyes. I live my life that I make at least 25 calls a day. I write at least five personal notes to anybody involved in my database, whether it's mom, dad, past client, friend, uh, major D at a steakhouse, anybody. So I do that and I do Popeyes. And what a Popeye is for me is the most, the funniest one is every Easter, I'll go buy 50 of my clients and I get them a little box of eight peeps cost 99 cents. And I put a sticker that says, have your peeps call my peeps. I'm never too busy for your referral. And it just allows me to give them a token of appreciation, but even more than that, just be in front of them to stay on top of mind. Yeah. Well, so that's, that. and that's so memorable too. Cause I mean, if somebody dropped by that and had that little catch line on there, I'm definitely remembering them. Right. <laughs> and you know, you make sure you have your people categorized. A pluses are people that give you at least two referrals a year. A clients are giving you one. B, they say they're at, your, at the top of their mind, but they haven't done anything yet. C's are kind of wishy-washy. Um, I believe in doing events. So I did an ice cream social where I get an ice cream truck and I rent the ice cream truck out for two hours, let all my past clients come by, bring their kids, get ice cream. 
And we what's better than having people that I've all worked with and like me talking nicely about me to everybody else and staying at the top of their mind. I do for, I call it the 20 to 40s or empty nesters crowd. I do a pizza and beer night where I rent out a bowling alley and I invite a bunch of my past clients for pizza and beer. On Thanksgiving, I get everybody a pie. Whoever has referred me, rented from me, sold or bought from me, they get a pie for Thanksgiving. Um, So this year it's going to be a little different because people aren't coming into parties. So what we're doing is we are going to rent a truck and it's not like it's a big SUV and my team and I are going to go to all of our past clients the day before Thanksgiving and drop off a pie to their house. That's awesome. So we'll do that. Um, I've just found if you can stay in front of people, that's, that's it. They just want to hear from you. And as much as they say, oh, you're a realtor, the next breath is, oh, so what's the market like? What can you do with my house? What do you think is the best for me? No matter what, oh, you're a realtor. And then, oh, so. Right, right, definitely. I was actually, I was just talking to somebody else and that exact same thing came up was, you know, if somebody finds out that he's a realtor, it's automatically, you know, what is this neighborhood looking like? Or how is this, you know? Yeah. Uh, when did you, so I really like all these, this, this whole idea of the pop buys and the events. And I obviously know like this year's a little bit different, but was there any apprehension of starting that? So I blindly believed in the program. I've seen, I saw other agents that were doing it and they were succeeding. Um, my background came from cold calling when I was at Marcus and Milichap, the commercial firm, make your 50 calls a day, set three appointments, get one listing. Mm -hmm. So I just came from, you sit in a desk and you stand up, you make your calls and go. But it was a different business. This is very emotional and personal. Don't get me wrong. You have to know your markets. If you're not knowing your markets, being emotional and personal is like being a cat or a dog. (laughs) They're not, you can't do anything. Right. So you still have to know what you're doing. Right. But it's getting them the information. Um, right. I also like to do certain peacock things. So if you, every, everybody gets a birth, personal birthday wish. So it's not just going to Facebook and saying happy birthday. It's a text message and I wear a ice cream suit and I jump into a pool wishing a happy birthday. <laughs> and I send that text message out. That's awesome. So do you, uh, do you shoot a whole bunch of those in one day? How do you? I actually got a professional one done and I will edit each photo as I send it to them. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so it's the same, same job. Yeah. Nice. No, it definitely makes sense. Um, when it comes to, I, I like the idea of the personalized notes that you write out you do this every day. You said you do five of them. Five and nine. So awesome. my wife puts them on my pillow and doesn't let me come to bed until they're done. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's a good business partner there. Right? Keeping you accountable, right? It's like write your notes before you come to bed. So what do you, I mean, what kind of stuff do you, if you don't mind kind of share me a little bit of kind of what you would put in one of those. So, you know, it it depends on each one. So every time I talk to someone during the day, I find out a couple of tidbits of what's going on. So like one of my good friends, I didn't know that him and his wife had lost jobs Mm -hmm. during COVID. So, you know, I wrote a note to them, you know, we're, we're always here for you we want to see what we can do to help you come over for lunch. What opportunities are you looking for? Next time we talk, you know, let me know. Let's talk on Wednesday. So dear, I don't want to give their names, dear Mr. And Mrs. It was so nice running into you guys today. 
let's get lunch sometime, bring your kids over to our house. I was thinking about your situation and I might have an opportunity for you, but I want to know what you're looking for. When we talk on Thursday, let's, let's go over it and I'll send that over to them. Um, How do you keep up with all of that information? Do you have like a, it's all here. No, it's all in a CRM. <laughs> yeah. It's all in a CRM and it reminds me who to call each day. When it's something like that, I can put a reminder there. Hey, call Mr. and Mrs. D on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see about that. Other ones, when I have a listing every Friday, I call all my listings. Mm-hmm. Every Monday, I call all my buyers. I try to stay more in touch with them, but there's a lot. And every Monday, at least it gives me a chance to reach out to everyone to see what's going through. I mean, you have your different level of buyer, a buyer that's buying ASAP. You have a buyer that's buying in the next month, three months and a nurturer after three months. So you're one that's ASAP. You talk to pretty much every day as they get your listings. Mm-hmm. You're one to three months. It's not as often. So you, I call them weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically there's another call in there. They'll call me during that time, but at least I know I'm touching base and they know that I'm, I'm not disappearing. Right. Right. I think that's so important. Like you said, you know, the, the previous one you were talking about, uh, your college friend that she was, her parents were upset that the agent would disappear on her. And, you know, just by doing those little things to stay, to stay around, you're making such a, a much better impression. Yeah. What, um, so I guess a lot of you, almost all of your business now is referral based. I would call it probably about 93% of it is. Mm-hmm. And the reason is I built a team. I now have four agents that I'm mentoring that we're building together. And we started sending out mailers mm-hmm. because we do have a lot of buyers that are looking in areas. So we'll send out mailers to buy to sellers or homeowners. Mm-hmm. And we're getting some, actually some good tread from that, whether it's, I think two of our buyers have bought homes and we've out of a thousand mailers. And I think we've got about, three listings we're waiting on the third one to get again it's a thousand mailers it goes back to my whole philosophy of i like to work by referral but there's other ways as well so i try to not spend as much on that but with a team i like i can manage that a little bit better now by sending out some mailers as well right so i would say about seven percent is social media internet and mailers yeah no that's great really like these ideas of like the pop buys and and all those different things. I think that's so smart and such a good way to show that, you know, you're, I think a lot of times, sometimes realtors get that same stigma of like the used car sale or these other different sales parts, but you, a realtor is uh, so much of a consultant. It does help people through, like you said, the biggest transaction of their life. And by doing things the way you're doing, you're positioning yourself as that consultant, as that person to help. And a Popeye doesn't have to take you more than seven to 10 minutes. Hey, I was in the neighborhood, was driving by your house. Are you home? I have something for you. And if they're not, you drop it off on their door. You take a picture of it, send it. Sorry, I missed you. Want to drop a little something off for you. Yeah. Um, I put hurricane packs together for people. And it's really just the best way to stay on top of people's minds. And yeah. I, I hate waiting for people to call me. Mm-hmm. So I don't like mailers as much. I like being, my dad always told me, if you're going to go hunting 
and you sit in a tree, are you going to wait for a deer to come up to that tree? Cause that could take you all year. Whether if you plan and you plant seeds and you do what is necessary for that hunting season, you're going to be the one going after the deer. And I'd like to be that one going after the deer. So I really want to thank Chad for joining me. I love how he has built a whole system around staying in front of his sphere of influence, and it doesn't hurt to have an awesome partner to keep him accountable like his wife with the nightly note writing. Also, as we enter into the holiday season, the tips that Chad has shared become even more applicable, and if you are not already doing some of these things yourself, it is the perfect time to give it a try. If you think you or someone on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We'd love to set up an interview. So that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter and we'll see you on the next episode.